Welcome to the Big Blue United Podcast. My name is TJ. I'm here with Dan Sands Colin this evening. He's out gallivanting, paintballing somewhere in Pennsylvania, I'd imagine. But we're here for, with you tonight. If, Col- if Colin's not on the show, he's either playing our punk rock show or paintballing in the woods somewhere. That's right. And we're doing we're doing the dad pod today. Yeah, full full dad all the time. Everything's gonna be related to being a dad and how and how well you play football is related to how good of a dad you'd be, pretty much. I think that's it. That's all yeah. we need to do um dan what's going on we we took last week off fourth of july you do anything exciting or i'm just living that suburban dream dude i saw two fireworks shows that weekend uh went to probably two barbecues i'd say maybe maybe like a barbecue and a half i don't want to get egregious with it but i barbecued and then there was a blown out barbecue um i i learned a lot about the logic behind a bounce house you know in the burbs you can get like bounce houses like in a snap like 200 yeah, bucks they come and blow right up off. a huge castle in your backyard and it's sort of like a an agreement between parents and their kids and the other parents there it's like we are giving our kids this bounce house the bounce house is going to be the center of the party and uh what happens at bounce house like could likely be like serious injury but it's also <laughs> like free parenting for four hours straight because mm-hmm. these kids yeah. just go absolutely insane in there and so you sort of just give up your children to the will of, of the bounce house gods. And, uh, <laughs> so that, that's how you live 4th of July. There's uh there's like this um, Greenpoint terminal market, not too far from where I live. And they have like a whole bounce house, like center there. And there's like <laughs> slides and all this stuff. And it's like, the kids go crazy, man. We spent it's, a lot of time over there. It was hot 150 degrees three weeks ago. Just how many kids in there, man? Sweating a lot. It was <laughs> yeah. it was bad. It was bad. It's it's but, pure primal nature. Just gets unleashed in the bounce house. Get wild in there. Just, My son no, came out no and rules. he was just screaming. He's just like yelling for his friend. <laughs> I need you now. We're going back in. Okay, dude. <laughs> when a boy came out a man. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It was like if you've ever seen the, the movie The Northman. It's basically what happens in a bounce house. <laughs> I uh I had I had I went to actually went to a kid's birthday party. Um, so it was my daughter, my friend's yeah. son, and about 15 bartenders. And everyone, <laughs> just three everyone kids just and a bunch got, of bartenders. Everyone just got wasted. It was, it was very typical. And, you know, they had a grill. They had bought a bunch of food. And I see, you know, my friend's brother trying to light this grill up. And I, and I had to intervene because he wasn't <laughs> doing it. This is going to be pretty dangerous. So no, yeah, he, oh, he, you know, he took the coals and just laid them all out in the bottom, and then they were self-lighting coals. And he, and as soon as I started him, some pour lighter fluid on oh, the self-lighting coals. I was like, I was like, you need to step back, man. So I, uh, you know, I, 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 I ended up growing for everybody, which I like to do. But you know, I had to exert Absolutely. my my dadness in that situation. You know, dude, hats off. That's major dad points, especially I, I would say exponential because it is Fourth of July weekend. That's pressure and also power. So gotta do it double do points it. man yeah it, it was it, it was it was it was exciting and also i didn't know that many people there so it gave me something to do <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's the best spot to be because yeah. <laughs> people just come to you and you could just have the easiest small talk of all time because you're like oh exactly. sorry it's just concentrating on this berg over here it's giving me trouble <laughs> that sounds like a great fourth man a, a fun, classic yeah. brooklyn fourth yeah and then we came back to the house and put the kid to sleep and we hung out with like everyone in our building was out in the stoop Oh, that's good. So it's then I community. convinced, yeah, I convinced my downstairs neighbor to have a barbecue, which I will also commandeer the grill for. <laughs> if I can, bring me beers and I won't move. And we'll yeah, I mean, the, what, the one neighbor is like a a cook, so maybe I won't get to do it. But we'll oh, see. Sure, you know, sure, sure, I'll sure. just uh, you know, I'll just 
Give I him mean, a couple it, beers, throw some elbows. We'll get in yeah. there. Tis the season. Maybe you get some pointers. You know, learn some some tricks from the trade. Yeah, couldn't hurt. Couldn't hurt. So, guys, as usual, please follow Big Blue United on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Follow us on Twitter at BBU Pod Boys with a Z. Download that DraftKings app. Use promo code TPPN. And our sponsor today is Good Life Clothing. Dan got a nice box from Good Life Clothing. I went on the website. Looks like they got a lot of really high quality stuff on there, including a velvet bomber that I'm in love with. Maybe I'll buy that on my own. But Dan, tell us about what you got. Tell us about Good Life Clothing. Uh, Good Life Clothing is sort of what I've been looking for. I've been having a hard time finding clothes that uh, are the right level of comfort yet stylish. And I know it sounds cheesy, but this is this is quite true. Um, Good Life, uh, I got a hoodie from them. It was their faded, uh, I think a sun faded light blue uh, hoodie. Um, light, sort of lighter fabric, but it had a terry cloth on the inside. So like that Ooh. towel material, um, which is just like a dream. Because if you ever put a towel on uh, when you're not like soaking wet, it's quite comfortable. Uh, sometimes when I have, you know, uh, night sweats, I'll throw a towel down on the bed and Hey, it's better than sheets sometimes. Um, so anyway, the sweatshirt's excellent. Uh, quality is unbelievable. Um, uh, also got an excellent t-shirt from them. They have a t-shirt club that you can be part of, um, where you, you find that right size t-shirt, which is often difficult for, uh, you know, dads as this is a dad pod. Um, and you, they'll hook you up with a t-shirt and you can get a subscription and sort of keep getting the, the new runs of their t-shirts and all that. Um, and if you're a fan of velour, they also accommodate those with a finer taste. You can get the same, basically the same shorts, t-shirts, sweatshirts, but in velour, if you want to, you know, step up I to the plate, that. really. I, I don't know. I have, I had the guts to do it, but I have some friends that might shout out to Dan, uh, Fogarty out in Colorado. He's a velour man. This, uh, is something that I'm definitely going to reference to him. Um, we should get peach some velour. I feel like you should drink a velour, man. Velour. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But yeah. like, like literally, like a velour T-shirt, and I can't think of anything much baller than that. Um, and they got other great stuff, like like those like uh, stretch volley shorts that you can wear for any occasion. Quite literally, if you're putting on a button-down shirt or going into a pool or working out, all that stuff. Uh, so check out Good Life. They've got some commercials I've seen on TV. Um, GoodLifeClothing.com. Um, you won't be disappointed. I, I don't know what else to say. It's, it's a great company. And I, I plan to buy a lot more stuff from them because it fits me and it, it, I love it. Yeah. The only thing I, I'll mention is that it's not just men's clothing. They also carry a bunch of women's oh, clothing. Too. Yeah, sure. So, you know, not just for the dad bod and the dad pod, but also for the, the ladies out there as well. Yeah. Oh, and, and, and quite handsome men with, with good bods could obviously wear this clothes. And, and <laughs> there's, there's no yeah. dad bod branding. I'm just saying that uh, I, I, you know, sucked it up and, and order an extra large and I'm happy about it. Um, so, anyway. well, you know, we, we, we speak to what we know, Dan, you know, <laughs> what more can you ask for? I do. I do notice that like uh, more of the higher end clothing brands, you kind of have to go a size up, at least when you're, you know, you, you or I enjoy a nice, uh, nice beverage here and there. You know? Yeah. J crew sized me out recently of, of the large. It was a tough pill to swallow. Um, it's, it's their fault, not mine for getting fatter. Um <laughs> <laughs> But I hopefully, hopefully, Old Navy can still hook me up with an L or or LL Bean. I don't even know what, what I can wear a large anymore. Works well, now fine. that you have good life, you're not going to need any of that stuff. Absolutely, absolutely, yeah. they're all yeah. trash. That's all. It's all. It's all hot trash. Um, sure. Before we jump into, we're going to do a running back, quarterback uh, preview today, which I'm a little upset Colin's not here for because I know that he's sort of like inching back into like his homerness a little bit this offseason. Yeah. So I was really hoping he would like fight with us a little bit. Maybe it's better he's not here. I don't know. Either way, 
Um, but before we do that, let's just uh, talk about Baker Mayfield trade because I know uh, it's a, kind of a funny one. Um, so the Browns send Baker to the uh, Panthers, which we called two weeks ago, by the way, uh, for a conditional fourth round or conditional fifth round pick could become a fourth. Browns agree to pay 10.5 of his $15.35 million a year deal. And the funniest part to me, I saw this on Twitter and I don't remember who tweeted it. So I apologize for stealing uh, your tweet, but that means week one, the Browns will be paying Baker Mayfield almost $600,000 to beat them, which is a great one. I love that. Dan, what, 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 what do you, what do you feel about this right now? And what do you feel about the Browns really is the question. I mean, Obviously, the Browns didn't want Baker Mayfield. They got Deshaun Watson. They have a problem with Deshaun Watson, which they anticipated, but they don't know how it's going to shake out. I guess they weren't going to play Baker either way. Um, offloading his contract, I guess, essentially a third of it uh, to Carolina, you know, it's probably the best they could get. I don't think there's much else out there for him. Um, the funniest thing about it, though, is I think as we discussed in previous podcasts is that he probably has his best chance to win over a starting job in Carolina right now. Um, you know, uh, Matt, Matt, Sam Darnold and, uh, and, and Matt Corral aren't necessarily world beaters, right? Matt Corral. Is it Coral or Corral? Coral, Corral, Coral, uh, the rookie out of Ole Miss. Um, so I, I always love a good QB controversy, especially in this in this circumstance in, in Carolina, where um, both the head coach and the GM are sort of, uh, you know, basically like fighting to keep their jobs. Uh, I would not be surprised if if Baker starts. I think he still got something to him, and I think he was injured last year. Uh, and I just love sort of his aggressiveness and his competitiveness. I think he's a fun character to have involved in. NFL. Um, and so he's not going to be on a team where he's an obvious backup. So I'm really happy about that personally. Um, but what do you think, TJ? How do you think this is going to play out? I mean, to me, if he's healthy, he wins that starting job. I really feel like Sam Darnold is kind of damaged goods. Um, I, I yeah. just recently read Robbie Anderson kind of like basically saying that he wasn't developed well and <laughs> kind of like, well, you've played with him his whole career. So when you're coming out and saying that sort of thing, it makes me think that I, that he's not going to beat out Baker. Baker's sat for a while. I think he's going to come back strong. Again, being healthy is the most important thing. I just find this whole saga just so funny. because It's very (laughs) Jets-esque. Yes, very much so. You know, they're citing Baker Mayfield's immaturity as the reason they're getting rid of him. And then they're going to acquire for three first-round picks and a, what, $230 million fully guaranteed deal. A guy who may never play a snap again in the NFL because of all these, what is it, 28 Sexual assault allegations allegations. at this point. I mean, I have a regular who is a Browns fan and he just like can't even come to grips with how stupid this whole thing was for them. And I I have to agree, man. I mean, the Texans fleece them super hard and then they fleece themselves with that deal. It's crazy. You know, and and another thing that I don't think anybody's talking about is he's going to sit out this year. I mean, I think that's kind of a given. It might be more than that. But when he comes back, and if he does, he hasn't played in the NFL for two years. So, you know, what circumstances do you see really where that is going to be a benefit to anybody? Maybe you can mention Michael Vick would be the only person who, you know, sat for a year or two and came back and was able to, you know, he did have his best season on the Eagles after he came back, but they never had any level of success 
on that team, you know, in terms of playoff victories and stuff like that. So, I mean, he hasn't played. You're giving him all this money. You're paying him to sit down, and then you're going to pay Baker Mayfield to beat you week one. Yeah. It's just such a Browns thing. I, I, I don't know. It's, it's, it's embarrassing. I, it's embarrassing. Yeah, there's no way they could have thought that there were, it would be this likely that those allegations would come back up again. I somehow, maybe naively, obviously naively, they thought they were, you know, as water under the bridge, however stupid that is. Um, but I will say, like, Deshaun Watson's, you know, I like the the Mike Vick analogy, but Watson's younger mm-hmm. and probably more well-rounded, uh, he, okay. or at least as a pure quarterback. Um, but still, yeah, they're swinging for the fences. This is a home run play. The team, to be fair, is loaded with talent and skill, I guess. Yep. Um, you know, they are an elite quarterback away from contending for the Super Bowl. I don't think anyone would argue that. But, you know, maligning your team with someone of this – of Deshaun Watson's character and the stuff he's involved with is, is connected to um, is, a, is a tough pill to swallow for a fan and for a franchise. It's hard to feel good about good about where they are with, with all this coming into the season. Um, I also want to highlight that, you know, another, another uh, flag in the cap of Baker Mayfield is his uh, sort of his story that's followed him around, you know, uh, from, from uh, Texas tech, uh, walking on to Oklahoma, um, you know, basically winning starting jobs at every, every, every Avenue, you know, taking over for Tyrod, Ty God uh, in Cleveland. Uh, I just feel like this is like another perfect setup for him that he's very familiar with. I'm not going to say it's like a lock that he's going to beat Sam Darnold right out, but uh, I feel like the odds are in his favor. This is sort of the environment he thrives in and, I'm just hoping you get the best version of Baker. Not going to say he's going to be a great quarterback, but I just want to see him max his potential and just be a hundred thousand percent Baker Mayfield and just be super angry, super loud, super aggressive. Uh, I think it'd be really fun. So, yeah, I mean, I I loved him when he came out of the draft, honestly, my, my opinion on him has waned over the years a little bit, but um, you know, he's a fun guy and I think he has made it to a place where, you know, it's pretty much one of the only jobs that's available for starters. So it's good for him. And the yeah. only other thing I want to touch is when you said the Browns are an elite quarterback away from winning. When does the elite quarterback get the, on the field is the question. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So, <laughs> you can have him on your team, but if he doesn't play, then it is <laughs> right, what it right. is. You know. The action never ends at DraftKings Sportsbook, especially this summer. With tons of ways to bet on all your favorite sports, you can fuel your fandom and feel the heat of the season like never before. Plus, right now, DraftKings Sportsbook is giving new customers a risk-free bet up to $1,000. That's right. Make your first bet up to $1,000, and if it doesn't win, you'll get another shot to cash in. You can throw down on all the major action for baseball, golf, MMA, and more. Plus, with same-game parlays, spreads, money lines, over-unders, and props, your betting options are endless. Best of all, DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable. You can deposit and withdraw your cash whenever you want. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code TPPN. Make your first deposit and get a risk-free bet up to $1,000. That's promo code TPPN. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. All right, let's hop into uh, running backs, quarterbacks, Giants preview, which is basically just going to be us talking about Saquon and Daniel Jones for a while. Um, which which guy do you want to start with, Dan? Um, I guess I'll start with Daniel Jones because start Daniel sort of Jones. Where I started. Yeah. <laughs> so Daniel Jones. I mean, look. I know on this podcast, we haven't ever really been happy about Daniel Jones or Saquon Barkley. Um, 
Dan, why don't you start with Daniel Jones? And unless you want me to go first, I, I have a, I have some stuff written down. If you want me to rattle off a few things, before I, I go I'd like or... maybe I don't have uh, stats up right now. So if you have some stats you want to rattle or some some yeah, sure. Points, I mean, I'd... if if uh, you know, I'm looking at Daniel Jones here, and, and and there's a lot of you know talk about him online, and and you know, especially without picking up the fifth year option, which I'll get into in a second. But there's a lot of people who believe in him, and a lot of people who I, I who are you know, identified as people who don't believe in him, which I don't think is the case. The more so the case is you're not being a homer and you're being intelligent in your thinking and not being overzealous just because you're a Giants fan. So if we look at Jones's numbers throughout his career, he's missed almost 20% of his potential starts, not including the first two games of his career where Eli was a starter. 41 turnovers in 38 games compared to 44 career TDs. One 3,000-yard season, barely. 12 and 26 as a starter. If you think those numbers inspire confidence or portray him as a person who is an elite level quarterback or has the potential to do so, then you're kidding yourself. I understand that there's the arguments out there that he wasn't schemed well. Jason Garrett screwed him up. There was too many coaching staffs. The offensive line was bad. Okay, that's fine. Elite quarterbacks can make things happen better than Jones did in those situations. Also, elite quarterbacks tend to be able to stay on the field. So if you yeah. want to make a, 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 you know, something about the offensive line, how about you look at the Bengals last year? They had a terrible offensive line. They had okay, people want to say Jamar Chase, Joe Mixon. You have Saquon Barkley, Kenny Galladay, Kadarius Tony, Sterling Shepard on your team. Maybe they weren't all healthy all the time, but they're on the team and they're, they're, they're supposed to be contributing. Um, I think at the end of the day, we all just want Jones to come out and kill it, right? That's what you want. You want Ultimately. to win games. You want, sure. you want to have that franchise quarterback on your roster. I think it's very pragmatic the Giants didn't pick up his fifth-year option because there was no reason for them to do so. And I know we brought this point up before, but his fifth-year option is $21 million. The franchise tag next year is $28 million, a $7 million difference to bring him right. back. Um, and then if you know he balls out, you bring him back in the franchise tag, you work out a long-term deal, whatever that might be. Yeah, if he sucks, then you're off the deal and you move on. And then you use whatever capital you need to trade up and get a quarterback in the, in the first round. Presumably, if he's bad, you'll have a top-10 pick again. So. Yeah. I don't know. I, I just don't know what my expectations are for him at this point, but they aren't high. And exactly. if he doesn't perform, then I don't care if he's back. Yeah. It no, is what it is. I, I wish I could, uh, you know, contradict you in any way, but you, you summed it up in a, a great way. And I think, you know, sort of the contract thing is something I, I might want to start with. Like the difference <laughs> between picking up the option and, and, and franchising him next year is that $8 million. Right. Uh, even if he balls out this year, I still wouldn't believe it based on his body of work. You know, I wouldn't want to give him a massive contract. So the franchise tag makes sense to basically get another, you know, a couple of like wait and see years. Um, he, he's been lackluster. He's sort of gotten worse every year. And obviously you mentioned it, you can blame it on the circumstances, but I think true talent sort of finds a way to get better regardless of the circumstances. It's all sort of like, bad baseline uh his qbr never broke 55 on the year he's played he played 11 games this season um everyone talks about his rushing ability he rushed for less than 300 yards this year mm-hmm. um well i get it he can scramble and extend but we're comparing him to eli manning essentially who is probably the least mobile quarterback anyone's ever seen <laughs> um he so can move just, you get you can't you can't take that away from him but what if it, if it doesn't train he can move i'm just saying but it's not like but people like try to make comparisons to truly mobile quarterbacks. Like they try to make the Josh Allen comparison to Josh Allen 
is way more athletic, Absolutely. way more of a threat on foot. And you, like making that comparison just because DJ tripped on a 90 yard scramble. Like, yeah. If Josh Allen is fair. running at you full speed, it's scary. If Daniel Jones is running at you full speed, you put your head down and try and take him out. You know? Yeah, yeah, for sure. And yeah. like credit to Daniel Jones for not being afraid to do that. Like, yeah, that's something I get behind as a fan. Like he puts his head down and he tries to like 100%. get the extra yard, which I love, love. Amazing. That's what you want for your quarterback. But it's also not the X factor people are making out to be. Um, so, yeah, I mean, there are, as we always say, there are, there are moments where, where you want to get behind him. Like, as in those moments where he makes those gritty plays or he connects on a deep pass from here and there. Obviously, the opportunities haven't been there as they should in a modern offense. Very hopeful. And I think that we've said it before, but Kafka and Dable are going to put him in a position to succeed. Uh, and if he doesn't succeed this year under this system, I, I'd be very interested to see where he lands. You know, obviously if we release him, because if they don't make it work, I don't know what other team is going to make it work for him. Um, everything out of camp has been, you know, we're going to, you know, find out the place he likes to run. He's going to have input on where he feels comfortable, how we're going to run plays and the design personnel and packages around his strengths. So obviously set it for success. Um, <clears throat> like you, I have low expectations. I've been a Tyrod Taylor fan my whole life. <laughs> or his, or if you're his not a Tyrod Taylor fan, I don't know about yeah. you. My whole life of the past ten years or whatever, uh, I think he's a great guy and an amazing backup. And I don't think they 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 got him first thing uh, for no reason. Uh, so not to say that I think Tyrod will be starting barring an injury, but uh, that again is is the bridge to the next quarterback. If if we have to wait a year or two to get the right guy, uh, the team might be in, in good hands in that sense. Um, you know, our, our man El Jefe has been roasting Daniel Jones and his milk toast answers to, you know, <laughs> the most vanilla interview questions. And he, he just just doesn't inspire a fan base full of people as dedicated and smart and, and sort of uh, sarcastic as a New York fan base. It's just it's just tough. It's just tough as a Giants he, fan to get excited he, by Daniel Jones. He's like the guy that John Mara wants because he gives you, you know. He's like, no he answer. reminds John Mayer of his caddy at the country club. Yeah, you know? exactly. I mean, you know, the Giants don't want Baker Mayfield. Like I'm not, Baker Mayfield's maybe a bad example, but like a guy with like oh, a big personality, yeah. like a big personality. Yeah. You know? They don't want that. But yeah. you know what's funny? You said that you don't think Tyrod is going to start because the, the next question I had in my notes is what week does Tyrod <laughs> Taylor start? I mean, I would I would sort of love it. Like like, like the, the deep down, I'd probably love it if Tyrod beats him out in camp. I feel like very vindicated that that would happen. It would also be hilarious. Um, but I, I think, I think obviously that there's a, there's slim odds on that. Do, what do you think? Um, I mean, I feel like it has to be some sort of push in his rear a little bit, but he's signing, never been right? pushed by anyone. Agre- at, yeah. His so you have, before, right? you have a guy who can, who can start in the NFL and, and, and has proved that he, you know, he's not an elite quarterback, but he can start in this league and be successful and win games. He might get, sure. he might even get you to the playoffs. If he has a good supporting cast around him, people are playing well. Stays um, healthy. You know, yeah, stays healthy. You know, they, they paid him almost – he can make $18 million on a two-year deal. So it's not like, you know, that's with incentives. Not it's not like they, you know, weren't I, – I definitely think there's a motive back there with Tyrod being here that Jones needs to feel the heat and feel that his job is – you know, it's yeah. not just picking up that fifth-year option. Get it in there, man. Yeah. Is there anything that Daniel Jones can do that Tyrod can't do? Be a couple years younger. <laughs> I think that's <laughs> about taller. it. I mean, not really. I mean, they're. I think you know 
part of the reason they brought him in is, is because you don't change the playbook. If when, if and when Jones gets hurt, yeah. well, I want to say if and when because I think it'll happen again. Um, I that's mean, just the kind of player he is. Yeah, you need to, ha- you know, it it hurts a little bit just because. I mean, you go back, you're spoiled. Eli Manning never missed a game unless no. they forced him to. If you have Geno Smith breathing down your back, you know, oh, yeah. your time huge. is <laughs> Huge, man. Yeah, yeah. He's breathing down Drew Locke's neck now. You can see how that worked out. Yeah. This is Geno's team. <laughs> I do. I, I see Tyrod starting a couple games this year. I see Tyrod starting. Jones gets hurt. Tyrod starts and he maybe doesn't come out again. That would be a hell of a thing, right? Like there's some like, you know, a couple game injury and Tyrod just takes the team to the next level and, and, and Daniel Jones is iced out. Very, very possible. And I think so. I'm man. sort of here for it too. Cause everything to me, as I, I'm sure, you know, comes back to Dave Gettleman and that'd just be another thing that shows how wrong Dave Gettleman's full bloom love is for any player. Um, and yeah, it's yeah. not the right way to be, but I feel like a, a an abused, uh, you know, spouse or something after after his <laughs> his regime just the redheaded uh, stepchild. Yeah, whatever. Like anything to stick it to Dave Gettleman. I'm for um, nothing against Daniel Jones, other than I don't think he's the answer. Yeah, I, I'm, I'll agree with you. I, I don't I don't think he's the answer, but I will also say that if I'm wrong and we're wrong, I won't be upset at all about it. I, I, that yeah. means they're winning games. You know, it's the classic you know Giants mentality: set yourself up for you know absolute disappointment, and then anything better than that is is gravy. I mean, after after these last years, I mean, how can you do anything but that? Really, yeah. the people that sit on Twitter and like you know say certain things just make me laugh so hard. Like, <laughs> what, what team have you been watching the yeah. past? I don't even know. What was the last time Giants made the playoffs? Two thousand eleven. <laughs> Who knows? I can't remember. We got before we gotta... I had a kid. I was I was out at the bar every night drinking. You know, I was yeah. a young man <laughs> running around. We gotta <laughs> we gotta keep a or come up with a term for like marking Collins evolution back into like a brainwashed, like giants Homer where like when they like take a running back in the first round, he's like, yeah, yeah, it's a good idea. <laughs> um, Cause it's happened. It's going to happen. He called him. So his insides so want to go back to just, Oh, it, blind you, it faith. Just hell. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Well, that's what, I, you know, I'm, I'm, we gotta, we have to keep encouraging that so that when, Oh yeah. You know, it really gets into the into the nitty gritty of the season. We can just you know really have some really fun like upsetting arguments on this pod because we've been all too agreeable with each other. I know. The whole point was that you were, you were supposed to be pessimistic, Colin was supposed to be optimistic, and I was supposed to be somewhere in between. And we're yeah, all yeah. just hate, we've all just been hating on the Giants for the entire I mean, time what we're else doing can this. You do? Yeah, I mean exactly. What are you supposed to do? <laughs> well, people wouldn't believe it if we explained how hard giant uh colin root for the giants regardless of circumstances or decision making like throughout the past 20 years uh this this college this whole week where we ruined you couldn't talk to him for a week the giants lost i mean it was was some serious shit he was like into man and and he'd shun you for disagreeing with him yeah (laughs) uh i feel like you know colin's a very polarizing figure and and it it works to his benefit yeah Uh, uh magnetic polarizing fascinating uh, fascinating for sure yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um anything to say about davis webb before we move on to uh you know he's future, back on the team he's a quarterback coach let's go future passing game coordinator for the new york giants future offensive coordinator for the new york giants future uh head coach for the new york jets um <laughs> I, I i mean like i think we talked about it i thought that story was cool how davis webb is is like a you know, a great guy to have in the locker room, essentially a great guy 100%. to um, have in, uh, 
you know, watching film and essentially a borderline coach because he was going to be hired by, uh, I guess the bills, uh, yeah. to, to be there. What a uh, wild story coach. that was when yeah. it came out. I, I was like assistant quarterback coach. No, no, no. Actual yeah. quarterback coach. Yeah. That's awesome, dude. I mean, good to, for him, man. I mean, yeah. his football IQ must be off the charts. I'm happy he's in the, in the, in the uh, meeting room, you know? Yeah. He's got to thank Ben McAdoo, you know? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you know, once a giant, always a giant. So there you go. <laughs> he just went, brought him home, baby. <laughs> What is uh, Ben McAdoo doing right now, by the way? Isn't he the offensive coordinator idea? for the – I want to say – not the Raiders. Uh, uh, Green Bay? He's like – he's got a, a real job. He's like a, a big, big job. Oh, like in the uh, in, in the NFL. Oh, yeah. He's – he's. oh, he's offensive or, coordinator for the Panthers. How about Panthers, that? right, right. Yeah, yeah. Uh, God, he still looks like a schmo, huh? Yeah, I mean – I guess all the pictures are Giants pictures, but I guess yeah, his, just, hair, his, his hair looks good, man. actually, now. If it's you take like, out the Panthers, uh, he's got a nice flow here. Nice, yeah, I mean, uh, he's always had bad hair. Not as bad as uh, what he's on. <laughs> Mark Davis or anything, but <laughs> oh, um, let's let's pop into running back, Stan, and, and yeah. we're gonna talk about your favorite giant uh, for Saquon Barkley. Um, I really want to get your take on what your expectation for him is this year, and what you think the Giants should do with him next year. In, in in both scenarios, if he has a great year and if he has a bad year. Yeah. Um, well, if he has a great year, they should uh, trade him. Mm-hmm. And if he has a bad year, they should. Like do a sign and trade, you're saying? Or... Uh, actually, no, I guess they, they can't trade him, right? Because uh, if, if he has a great year, they should cut him. And if he has a, a bad year, they should cut him. Because. Uh, <laughs> <coughs> I don't know, man. Matt Breida is what a fifth round pick. He's the backup running back. Uh, he is going to basically show a great juxtaposition of, of the value uh, versus Saquon. If Saquon's healthy, obviously he's um, sort of a unique talent at running back, but running back is sort of the most replaceable position in the NFL. I think been over this a gajillion times. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, there is something electric about Saquon when he's healthy, but that hasn't been since his rookie year, essentially his best year, uh, similar digression uh, to Daniel Jones. He was horrendous. Do you think last there's year. any correlation to that or it, it's between just him injuries, and Daniel though. Jones? It's just, well, just their, their, demo- their, you know, they both had a, their best year was a rookie yeah. season. I guess it's, Joe you know, Judge, it's, 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 it's these Gen Z guys, man. You know, they just don't get it. They don't have that work ethic that we do. Nobody as, wants as to work anymore, man. Yeah, these, these God, me. Yeah, these uh these Gen Zers, man, they don't get it. I mean, Saquon's year last year was brutal, dude. I mean, he played 13 games and just he how many he had he had uh five hundred and ninety-three yards rushing. So bad. And and two hundred and sixty-three yards receiving. Like, that's not he's essentially supposed to be a top three running back in the NFL. Mm-hmm. Even if you are coming off an injury uh, and have a bad offensive line, something, something's not right there. And he's saying all the right things now, like he's fully healthy and he wasn't playing with the right mentality. And now he has the right mentality. Like I'm not going to believe any of that until I see it. And, I just want to see him hit the hole, but I also don't he think he's going to be, Oh, he's no, no, never. But also like, and if you look at the bills offense as a guideline, like, None of their running backs are are you know workhorses. I mean, mm-hmm. they 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 very much deploy running back by committee system. So I don't even know he's going to get the opportunity to be like that elite 
running back of yesteryear. Like there's like one, which is Kristen McCaffrey, who was injured all season last year. Like who else yeah. is like a workhorse, like makes paying $20 million a year worth it for a running back. There's Alvin one, Kamara, one, um, Derek Henry, Derek Henry, the only one. And Derrick Henry is what six foot four and and two hundred seventy pounds. Or so. He's like the <laughs> only like you could maybe make an argument for Dalvin Cook too as the only two running backs you might want to pay over ten million a year. Right, Saquon's the tenth highest paid running back in the league. Yeah, but if you look at the everyone above him, all the teams that have overpaid their running backs have ha- haven't really had any success. Uh, Sands like you know the Saints. Alvin Kamara is the second when Breeze is on the team. Yeah, yeah, they made the playoffs. Now that he's gone, they're not going to make the playoffs this year with Jameis Winston. No, Panthers, no. Cowboys is the prime example of why of you don't pay do. a running yeah. back. Why you don't pay a running back because and Zeke, Zeke is still good. Like he's, he's still not, Zeke. he's not. He's the second best running back on their team, and he's getting paid fifteen right. million dollars a but year. But I'm saying his skills are like there's nothing like markedly different about his skills. It's just that it's he's not that lost, important. I feel though, it's no? not that important is what I'm saying, dude. Mm. I just don't think. I think the difference that between running backs from team to team, like from system to system, like it's not a, a game changing, like, like running backs that can break plays open and stuff like that happens, but there's a lot of people that can do that. It's just having a good offensive line and having a good scheme yeah. and knowing when to call yeah. plays. Like there's reason that like certain systems always have good running backs. San Francisco is the prime example. Yeah. Always have good running backs. Yeah, yeah, no, literally, literally, there's one guy in the NFL that's deserving of money who can carry your offense. And then when he got hurt, you know, Derek Henry, yeah. I'm talking about when he got yeah. hurt, what happened to their offense? And Tanny Hill needs him. Saquon yeah. isn't that guy. Saquon's not going to hit the hole. He's, you know, I, I feel like, you know, when you bring back to, you know, what you said about, you know, using the Bills offense as, as a reference, they had Singletary and Moss. And Singletary was, you know, the third down back. The guy was catching passes. That's probably Saquon's role. I don't think you see him carry the ball. I mean, what's what's a good amount of carries for running back the NFL now? High two hundreds. You might see him with high one hundred carries and catching the ball a lot more. And is that yeah. worth a new contract? No, it isn't. No. It's not worth a new contract. No, not a, not what they'd have to pay him. And and even like. You know, I also to look to the Chiefs, right? Because Kafka's from there. Also, another mm-hmm. committee system where Absolutely. you know you think, you know, there are guys there that are poised and have the ability to be, you know, absolute workhorses. And I think from a fantasy perspective, a top five fantasy. But they always sort of uh, just realize that having fresh legs and, and people that are ready to contribute, you know, on a down by down basis, is more effective. And I think I think that's like just bearing out more and more each year. And, uh, you know, it'll be interesting, obviously, as with every like returning player to see how Dable and Kafka implement them. I, I'm very excited to see Saquon split out like they said they're doing. He's a great receiver. Uh, he's never caught passes in front of the line of scrimmage. So I'd like to see him <laughs> do that. I, I feel like, you know, that could be really cool to unleash him in that way. And the variables with sort of our, our slot running backs and, and Robinson and, and, and Tony and him, like, I feel like that could be like really exciting to see a bunch of motion and a bunch of misdirection and just making defenses, having to hold them all accountable. Um, but also say is that I don't think that another running back couldn't do that. I think Matt Breida can also do that. Mm-hmm. Um, we're not, you know, I'm hopeful. I think it's gonna be fun. I'm glad he's healthy and I want to see what he's got, but obviously, you know, 
I don't want him to take up cap space next, you know, in 2023. I mean, we just mentioned that Daniel Jones to franchise uh, against his fifth year option was basically the amount of money Saquon Barker is getting paid this year. So, right, right. You know, <laughs> yeah. It is what it is. I mean, uh, I we'll see what happens. I, I I want I want Saquon to have a great year, but I can't envision paying him a second contract in the in around the twelve to fifteen million dollar range a year. It's a waste of money. It's a waste of time. Yeah. Just move move on from him, you know. And like you said, get someone in the fifth, sixth round of the draft. Do that every year. Yeah. Cycle these guys in. You don't need anything else. I mean. The most exciting guy to me to talk about in the running back room is Josh Corbin. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I said most exciting, not least. Uh, uh, uh. But Josh Corbin, who is an undrafted free agent from Florida State. Yeah, man. Four yards a carry after contact in his career. Five point five yards a carry, six point two average last year, three fumbles and three hundred twenty rushing attempts, caught eighty one point three percent of his pass attempts. Ninety. 7.4 pass blocking efficiency rating. See, these are things in college that maybe won't translate to the NFL directly, but he seems well-rounded and yeah. just a fr- fresh legs to come in. And I mean, if your offensive line is blocking and you're scheming well, hit the hole, you're going to get four yards, you know, yeah. hopefully. Uh, uh, at least, you know, if the play calling is, is what it's supposed to be. I don't see Saquon Barkley ever getting past dancing behind the line of scrimmage and trying to score a touchdown every time he has the ball which is his biggest yeah. downfall. And I think they realize that. And that's why they're making him a wide receiver. You know, <laughs> perhaps. I mean, yeah, I mean, I'm not to harp on Saquon, even if he does have a great season, it's just not worth it. Uh, yeah. You got to move on. I think the teams that are built, right. will will find value in later rounds or in free agency. Um, yeah. Corbin, Corbin sounds great. I feel like, you know, his measure, his measurables weren't great, but he plays faster than that. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Obviously, Gary Brightwell's ready to rock. Breakout season for him. Uh, Antonio he's, Williams. He's cut. He's cut for sure. <laughs> Dude, what about the locker room? You don't know what he does in the locker room. Oh, yeah. I forgot about uh, that. Yeah. Antonio Williams was interesting. Yeah, you know, guy that, that Dable brought over from Buffalo. And maybe he did that for a reason. He had, he shined for like one game, I guess, last year or the year before. Uh, but that's what I mean. In a good system, you know, you just you just step up to the plate and, and, and you know, the world's your oyster. Um, this isn't a referendum on Saquon, but I think I think people that know how the modern NFL goes, NFL goes, and, and teams are built, um, will know that it's it's not long for him in New York. Yeah, I think the writing's on the wall. I mean, it was just the I love I love the guy. I think you know he he's a he's a great dude. When you hear him talk, he ins- he's inspiring. He's interesting. He's a good person. He he helps out. He does you know a lot of philanthropy, but you can't build an NFL team around a running back anymore. And Dave Gettleman didn't understand that because Dave Gettleman didn't watch football. He just, <laughs> just you know, did, did whatever he wanted, I guess. I don't know what the thinking was, but a second overall pick for running back in the, in, in, you know, was it 2018, 2017, whatever yeah. it was is, is insane. Yeah. is absolutely insane. What do you and think? We, what do you think Dave are. Gettleman's favorite TV show is? Uh, it was. <laughs> Dave Gettleman's favorite TV show. Yeah. Hmm. It's I'm I'm wonder if it's like a NCIS like Miami or something or like oh, something, something that, like, like super lame. I was just saying maybe like CBS. Who's the boss? <laughs> He's just watching Tony reruns Danza. of Tony Dance. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He just, just say like, like Monk. 
like that show that like <laughs> it, like pops up every year it's like oh like oh, no, it's four psych. billion people watch psych? this show <laughs> yeah yeah his favorite band is definitely nickelback though yeah, you know yeah, that yeah. For, easy, for easy, a fact easy. nickelback uh, and like uh whatever uh what's his name the dude that sang with the doobie brothers michael michael Doug- not michael douglas uh, michael bolton no nah. <laughs> he definitely likes michael bolton though yeah yeah kenny g he's been to a kenny g concert for sure for sure we should just do a pod for 40 minutes. We just say things that Dave Gettleman did. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what his first concert was. What his grade? What was his what you know, what was the, the final times table he could do? Uh, <laughs> he got in the SATs. He could have got past sevens, the seven times table. <laughs> SATs? If he broke eleven hundred, I'd be shocked. I'd what did you shocked. get in the SATs? Are we doing this? Uh, wait, uh, should we not? <laughs> I mean, I could do it. It's, it sounds stupid, but uh, I go. I got. A, I had twelve sixty. Oh, you beat me. I only got twelve hundred. <laughs> nah, that's same thing. We're we're above average. I spe- Just, I think know. I spelled my last name wrong. <laughs> yeah, that's why. Otherwise, you would have had a, a fourteen. Yeah, yeah. Well, now yeah. it's out of like a, it's like out of like eighteen hundred or something. It came so back. It makes came you back feel it, real stupid. It went up to like twenty four, and now it came back down to sixteen. I know my mom's was a guidance counselor. All so, right, all right. Yeah. You know, uh anyway, right in and tell us what you guys got on the SATs. Future. Yeah. <laughs> when you tell us why the Giants should keep Saquon, also tell us your SAT score. Mm-hmm. We're just we're just trying to check these numbers. Really important. Really important. <laughs> yeah, they're correlated, I swear. <laughs> Anything else tonight, Dan? <laughs> um any Sandro Platzcomer? Oh here? yeah, man. Don't tell Colin, but he's not making the team. Yeah, Colin's no gonna... chance. No chance. <laughs> Colin's gonna be sad yeah. about that. I know. Yeah, you're gonna use a practice squad spot on a dude who's been on your team in the practice squad for four years. Yeah, <laughs> because he's from like Austria. People do. Yeah, or whatever. He does <laughs> like that. Uh, guys, thanks for nothing. listening. Oh no, you got nothing. Okay, nothing. <laughs> I was already starting. Thanks for listening to that, guys. Please follow Big Blue United Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Follow us at BBU Pod Boys of the Z on Twitter. Download the DraftKings app. Use promo code TPPN. Don't forget to check out GoodLifeClothing.com. And have a good night. Sleep well.